Welcome to another episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. My name is Maurice Jager and I'm a photographer, speaker and the author of the book Personal Branding for Photographers. This podcast is all about learning how to improve your personal brand as a photographer. Thank you for listening today and let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. And today we have Dylan Patrick on the show. Hey, Dylan, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I am doing all right, actually. So it's uh, it's a fun time these days, but we uh, we got we try and make it work. So yeah, having conversations yeah. with uh, awesome photographers is definitely helpful. So <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy I'm happy you hit me up, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've been I've been wanting to chat with you for a while, so it's it's cool we get to do this. Yeah, and actually, if everybody can listen into our conversation at this point, so that's uh, definitely oh, nice. like You're it doing has it live. It ha- no, it's it's recorded, but everybody can hear it. So, uh, oh, good. So good. we have a little bit of a big broader aspect on this uh, uh, conversation I'll that we're make, having. <laughs> I'll make sure to put on my radio voice for everybody. Oh yeah, you heard it here first. So, <laughs> for those that don't know you, can you introduce yourself real quick? Yeah. So uh, my name is Dylan Patrick. I'm a full time photographer. I'm based out in L.A. Um, a lot of people know me for my cinematic headshot work. Um, I also do a lot of hotel and architectural photography. Um, been doing it, see, probably, I, I think I incorporated my business in 2010. So going on 10 years, 11 years. Wow. So you have some leg work done. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, lots of, lots of failing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that That's saying? Like, you, yeah, you learn from your mistakes or something like that. I know. So, um, like, did you always, uh, did you always work as a photographer or did you grew into photography? Like what's the backstory? So, uh, well, it's, it's kind of a two folded, uh, backstory. So when I was a child, um, my mom was married to a photographer. And so that was probably my first kind of, uh, introduction to the world of it. But I was, I was young, I was like eight years old and, and then they split up and, um, never really, talked to him since. So he, he, he did leave an impression though. I remember going out really early in the morning to photograph stuff. We, we lived in Seattle, Washington at the time. And, um, you know, he, he, we were obviously shooting film, but I was maybe eight years old or something. So, um, you know, I, I, I remember the, the getting up early and trying to find some nice light and, and find my own little way with my own little film camera. But beyond that, I didn't touch it for a real long time. And then, uh, when I was 22, I moved to New York City and uh, studied acting for film. And then uh, after that, I kind of fell into bartending. I had to figure out how to maintain a life in New York because it's expensive. And I, you know, I didn't have parents that were supporting me, um, you know, paying my rent or anything. So um, I ended up kind of falling into into bartending. And through that, I was I, I got my headshots done right out of acting school um, by a guy named Ron Rinaldi. And uh, we became really good friends. And for years, we we just kind of chatted. And then one day, I was kind of like, you know, I want to try this this headshot thing. And uh, and it kind of took off from there. I, I was bartending, and then a bunch of my friends were actors and musical theater people. And so um, I kind of started the whole thing that way. So how do you approach that start? Like you living in like a new city, if you will, like and in a major city, and like. In yeah, New, in New York, like you can hit a, you can throw a rock and you'll hit a hot a headshot photographer. So it's like, yeah, 
So. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I tried not to, I tried not to pay attention to anybody else really, you know, like I, I, I Google, I obviously knew of, of people of, like Peter Hurley and, you know, when I was, when I, I, so I moved to New York in 2004, um, I did a two year on camera training program. Um, and then when I graduated, I got my headshots done. And so in that process, me and a bunch of my actor friends were all talking about who are you going to go shoot with? You know, some people were going to Peter Hurley, some Chris Mackey and, um, and you know, a bunch of people go to Ron Rinaldi too. And so I, I went to him, we hit it off like you know, we were old friends and, uh, and, and really that, that kind of piqued my interest. But for, for several years after that, I didn't really do anything with it. Um, I was kind of pursuing acting and bartending, just kind of figuring life out. Um, you know, at this point I was 24, 25. So there was, <laughs> and when you're bartending in New York, the bars are open till four. So, I, you know, I yeah. was, photography was not necessarily the first thing on my mind. I was, I was doing a lot of partying and staying out late and enjoying the city. And, and then it was like, like, okay, you know, I, I think right about 25, um, I was kind of like, well, shit, what am I going to, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Cause bartending I could see was, was going to take me to a place that maybe I didn't need to go for the rest of my life. So yeah. And, and you'll um, never thank you today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I met my, I met my wife there. Um, and so, you know, New York kind of gave me everything. I, I became a man in New York and, and really kind of started my life there. And, and it did give me headshot photography. So bartending kind of afforded the, the ability to pick up a camera and, and, uh, just kind of start playing around with it. I grabbed a few of my friends that were acting and, and started you know, trying to shoot headshots and figure that out. And, uh, you know, my buddy Ron would give me a few pointers here and there, but he kind of left me to my own devices to, to find my own way. Um, in a lot of respects, um, there was always guidance, you know, uh, we, we'd kind of banter as friends and colleagues about it, but it wasn't, um, there was no real mentorship. Um, I tend to learn really well, I think by, by just kind of diving in and doing it. Yeah. So like getting that mileage. Uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta screw up myself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I have to, I have to just start throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall to see what, what sticks. So, yeah. And like you, you obviously mentioned the headshot work, um, a couple of mm -hmm. times now, like, and you are known for like the cinematic headshots. Is that something yeah. that, uh, grew over time or you're not really yeah, a studio it, shooter or like, how did you got into like that particular niche that you're known for today? Well, the, um, it's a good question. Um, it kind of happened organically. So, uh, in the beginning of my photography career, I was kind of like trying to, trying to figure out how I wanted things to look. And, uh, I liked the look of, of outdoor natural light. Um, and I liked the studio lit look on the face, you know, it was very controllable. The flash, you know, gives a lot of pop to the skin and, and the look in general, excuse me. And, uh, and so I started, you know, like, I think everybody probably does. I, you know, was shooting in my apartment. I put up a black background and a white background and I got some flashes and some umbrellas and I'm like, okay, put it at a 45 and, <laughs> <laughs> and shoot them. Yeah. And, uh, and so obviously, you know, my first, my first several sessions were, you know, either friends that didn't pay that would just let me test on them. And so I, I played around with both elements. And what I found was I really liked being outside. I just, 
I didn't really want to be inside shooting. Um, and it's, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's, there's definitely a strength to being a, a, a studio shooter and I can do it now. But at the time I was just kind of like, I, I didn't like what I was seeing. Um, part of that was my own skill level. And part of that was just the fact that I wanted something more from the environment than a, a solid background. Um, and so I started kind of looking at, you know, natural light shots. And, and the problem with that is obviously the weather. Um, yeah. you know, if it's, if the clouds are moving fast or, you know, there's, there's just so many variables involved with it, um, that I wanted more, I wanted an element of more control over it. And so, uh, I was shooting outside natural light a few sessions and then I read the, uh, the hot shoe diaries by, uh, Joe McNally. Mm-hmm. And that was a major inspiration just from a technical standpoint. Like I really liked his blend of flash and, and natural light and the balance that he was. Yeah, you know, I talk when I when I do workshops or whatever, I talk a lot about the the balance of the ambient and the flash because a lot of people, you know, are can be really heavy on one side or the other. And so trying to f- strike that balance is kind of what I'm always striving for a nice blend between the two where, where it, you can tell that it's a flash if you're a photographer, but it feels kind of natural if you're not. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of where it started. And so I got some, some speed lights and, and changed up my, my lighting a little bit on the, uh, and so I was shooting on my roof in New York and, uh, I just kind of stumbled into it, man. It was, it was a combination of kind of exposing for the background and then bringing the flash into an appropriate level on the face. Um, and then when I started really nailing it and fine tuning it, I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. I like this. And at the time there weren't really, there, there were natural light photographers and then there were studio photographers. There's nobody really mixing the two things in New York anyway. Um, and I obviously wasn't really paying attention to a lot of people in LA. There's some people in LA that were probably doing it to some degree. Um, but it kind of wasn't really a thing. So um, the look kind of took off from there and it was actually clients, you know, I'd meet clients for consultations, like at a coffee shop, we'd go have coffee and kind of chat about what they wanted from a session. And, and it was them who were like, oh, I really love these. They look like film stills. And uh, and so I, we kind of, when it came time to do the tutorial, they, they we kind of settled on cinematic because that's a lot of what my clients we're saying um it was never really meant to be like this is a specific genre um but you know now it's now it's a thing which is cool i i I, uh you know it's it's fun to kind of be able to leave a little bit of a mark somewhere um in the industry so um it's it's exciting i'm i'm proud of it and uh it's it adds another variable you know for for a lot of people I know a lot of people that shoot inside and a lot of people who do both, they shoot inside and outside and there's benefits to both, both worlds. So, yeah. And like, is that also something that drives you to like leave a a mark in the industry or like, what is the motivation for you to like be a photographer? Oh man, that's a really good question. I know Um, I got more. (laughs) We're going deep now, boys. Oh yeah. We're Um, off. Yeah. You know, lately I have uh, on a, you know, just on a personal level, I think we all probably try and answer that question numerous times throughout our career you know in the in the beginning part of the passion of of being a photographer was the interaction with my clients and people and i really enjoyed that and i really enjoyed being able to coach somebody and have them apprehensive at about a headshot session in the beginning and then leave going oh man this was great you know um giving somebody a great experience and uh you know that that ultimately i think 
changes through time. You know, I've been doing headshots a long time. At the same time that I was building my headshot business, I was also doing hotel and architectural photography, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and that element of my business has actually taken off pretty significantly over the last few years. Um, and so trying to kind of, you know, be malleable in both those worlds is, is, um, an interesting challenge and, and trying to find time to do personal work. I think that is, uh, probably my biggest struggle where, you know, coming to your question of what motivates me to be a photographer, right. You know, right now I'm, 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 you know, on the surface, you know, a lot of people who are in business are like, Oh, you're doing really, you know, you get to shoot for Marriott and you get to shoot for Hilton and you get to shoot these great headshots. I'm not really shooting a lot of things for me right now. So, um, on a personal level, I think, getting back in touch with that passion of what makes me want to be a photographer by shooting some things that I want to shoot um, is probably my goal for 2021 and, and moving forward. So what kind of work do you want? To <laughs> I said that one. Uh -huh. I should have known that. One. Um, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of multifaceted. Um, I've been really interested in uh, video um, for a very long time. Um, I made a pretty significant investment in it in 2020, um, partly because the hotels can use it and I can sell it as a, you know, I can, I can make my money back on it. Um, but the, uh, you know, I, I, more and more I'm shooting things and I want them to move. So video is going to be a big element, I think, for me moving forward. Um, and, you know, shooting some narrative things and, and some getting more into, uh, you know, taking the cinematic headshot and widening it out and doing some more environmental portraiture and editorial style kind of environmental portraiture, I think is, is where I'd like to head. Um, on a, even if it's just on a personal level, you know, I think we get, you know, we, we, this is a personal branding show. So we talk about building our business and I think at a, at a certain point building your business, you get to a point where the business is, is working, but you know, it's, it's kind of like anything when you start doing it for money and you're doing it for money for a long time, after a while, there's some magic that gets lost. Now I won't say that's true for headshots. Um, it's a little bit true for some of my hotel work right now. Cause there's just some things that just don't, you know, I shoot and they don't necessarily inspire me, but, um, I always enjoy discovering new angles of a space or a building, um, or working with new people, um, that I haven't worked with before. So, um, that's probably the, the long answer for you. Yeah. I think a lot of people at some point go like, Oh my gosh, this is like work. Like it's production, like it's mass production. Yeah. It's the same thing all over and over and over again. It's like, this is getting fucking boring, you know? And yeah, it's, uh, that's like when the, the struggle starts to hit, it's like, what the heck am I doing? Should I go yeah. do this again? You know, it's like the money is good, but like, Oh my gosh, here we go again. Like I might as well get a day yeah. job, you know? So, yeah. And that's something that as creatives, I think we want to prevent, prevent because yeah this is the reason that we are creatives to create different things all yeah i think i think everybody always wants to be learning you know i've um throughout my career a, a number of photographers have said things like oh you should find one thing you're great at and really excel at that and market that and that's that's true um but you know, when I photograph hotels, I photograph food, I photograph cocktails, I do headshots. Um, you know, I've taken all those things and applied them to, I, I had a company reach out a couple of years ago that I still do some work with. And they're uh, one of the largest private jet companies in the world, like the sixth largest or something. And uh, they wanted me to come out and shoot a whole bunch of new collateral for them. And I had never done aviation photography before, but you know, 
a lot of the principles of architecture and working with people and some lifestyle stuff, all that stuff kind of blends together. So I think the more you know how to do and do well as a photographer, the more marketable you can be. Um, but learning how to market those various different aspects, I think, is is always a, a challenge and a learning, you know, a, a learning lesson <laughs> throughout the whole time. You know, I'm still learning um, how to do it. In fact, I'm in the middle of, you know, I'm going to launch a new logo and and reconsolidate some of my websites and and you know kind of re reconfigure my whole presence on on uh on the photography side of things so um you always have to be kind of cognizant of of uh you know looking for the new way to move forward but also how to market things effectively um so that you're not um co-mingling too much but then keeping it as consolidated as you can i guess like for example i've got i think four different four or five different domains that i utilize right now all my headshot stuff is on one thing all my aviation stuff is on another thing and and so i'm trying to kind of consolidate that but then also realize that you know stuff like my hotel work is a really focused audience so i'm probably going to keep one site just for that um so trying to trying to figure all that out can be a real mess oh yeah yeah it's uh, it's like the same with me with the headshots and the personal branding and like I do the mm -hmm. branding photography and then like I have the podcast, I have an event coming up, the personal branding for photographers virtual summit. So like oh, all awesome. of that sh stuff needs to live someplace. So yeah. I and was, where do you put it? You know, like, yeah, I was, I, I was lucky that personal branding for photographers com was available. So I got that. So oh, good. That's where the nice. podcast lives and where the event is currently uh, that's residing. That's a good SEO title too. Yeah, I know. And now it, like that thing is like, I don't know, like two, maybe three months old. So it, still needs to like build up authority and all of that but sure it's uh it's definitely a good name and that is yeah. that is my uh project for the upcoming years to like work more on the educational side for photographers and with the personal branding angle and then my headshots as my bread and butter so yeah like separating those two like the thing and it's I, a lot of work i know and i think i own like i don't know like half a at least not at least like two dozen domain names that i don't use but just forward to my own site like sure. just bought them at some point like no idea let's just have it. yeah yeah that sounds cool let me buy that yeah it's like uh, <laughs> i don't know like random stuff that pops in your head it's like yeah i'm gonna use that for something and you just like register it and it's like renewing the lease every year or like having a five-year lease on the domain and like some point it renews and it's like why the heck did i buy this again <laughs> no. yeah. well that that's kind of what motivated me i was like well you know covid's gonna hit let me i i have a guy that um he's actually my uh my cousin's husband is a is a graphic designer and and uh does some really killer logo work and so um, he kind of helped me, he helped me with my first one and, and, uh, now he's, you know, he helped me with my second one, but it took a while to get, and then, and then, to, you know, I'm all my stuff is with, uh, GoDaddy and they're hitting me up like, Oh, your SSL certificate's about to renew and that's $500. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. So, so now I think I'm going to move everything over to, um, Squarespace. Yeah. Yeah. I was with Squarespace for a while, but now I moved everything back into a WordPress. Like, it gives me a little bells and whistles with the building and the, the um, like, pay, interesting. paying okay. stuff, like all of that. Everybody I've talked to is like, go to Square. I love Squarespace. It's amazing. And and so I mean, it's nice to hear a dissenting point of view because like, I'm currently on WordPress. Like The usability and of Squarespace is definitely top notch. Like if you know okay. jack shit about anything, like drag and drop and writing and just like pulling. See, I think more and more together. nowadays that's what I want. 
And like I, I've built four iterations of my website and I'm just like, you know, I was like dreading the idea of like, okay, I've got to, got to delete all these images and re-export all the images and to enter all the, all, and you still got to do that with Squarespace to a point, but like, I just, I don't know. It just seems uh, like it would be easier to deal with moving forward because i haven't if you go to my sites now which i wouldn't save that for like 30 days because i'm hoping they'll be the new ones will be live but uh everything's old like you go to my instagram that's where all the new shit is. um <laughs> my sites are just kind of they've been languishing yeah so and on wordpress i use a plugin called elementor and that oh, okay. tur that turns it pretty much in a squarespace equivalent so i can just like copy paste like blocks of uh, like blocks of copy and just like yeah. dropping in other pages and build templates and repurpose and reuse and uh, huh. like it's fairly easy and well, this shut check that out and the Squarespace was like so slow on all the speed checks and stuff it's like it wasn't indexing very well uh, so huh. a year and a half ago or so I decided to move back to oh, WordPress fuck. and uh, I don't know it took, took me a couple of weeks to like rebuild the thing because it obviously had to come from scratch but well, now you got me now you got me nervous Maurice it's uh, well, <laughs> we're getting emotional here <laughs> I know it's, it's uh, like having heart palpitations now like shit what do I do I yeah. don't know I don't, like we, we can have a separate conversation if you want to talk about it so it's uh, it's not a problem like I've, I've lived through both platforms so it's uh, I guess it's a it's like a choice like what do you want like do you want an ease of use or do you want to like get more uh, opportunities to build like if yeah. you just want to like pretty much like a landing page with images and a contact form and you know stuff like that then fine but yeah then go do, then go to squarespace <laughs> route and you're going to be fine like i have all the ridiculous yeah, stuff the education and stuff like that yeah no, that, so it's like i need a little bit more i hear you that's no, a, that, that makes sense that's a pain in the ass to run in squarespace like that's not probably okay yeah so maybe that's not what it's for yeah that's, that's fair yeah, Good so point. Uh, like you got to use the tools where they're meant to be for, right? Uh, right. So, uh, there's definitely that. So you mentioned the hotel jobs like a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, like you already talked about how you got into headshot. Like how did that hotel thing came about? The the hotel thing is actually a funnier story. So um, oh here we go. Yeah yeah no so it all started with a cocktail. All started with a drink. Um, no, so I bartending, you know, it's it's funny. Bartending afforded me a lot of things in life. And um, one of them was um, I, I, I was bartending kind of near my apartment in Hell's Kitchen at this at my favorite kind of local spot. And uh, and this guy used to come in all the time. His name was Thomas and uh, became a really good friend of mine. Turns out he was a uh, GM general manager for a hotel group in New York City, um, a boutique hotel group. And um Every year during fa or twice a year during fashion week in the spring and in the fall, their bartenders would make these cocktails um, specific for fashion week. So there's there's one that was um, I think the funniest one was it was called Don't Feed the Models. Uh, <laughs> like totally, totally terrible. I don't think it would fly these days. But um, so they so he came in. He was like, listen, we we want to have the one of the hotels that they owned and operated was the Empire Hotel, which is right across the street from Lincoln Center where they hold fashion. And uh, so a bunch of celebrities go there. A bunch of people stay there. They wanted to kind of 
you know, do some marketing and, and they were like, and he was like, Hey, listen, can you come in and photograph these cocktails? I'm like, yeah, sure. Inside my head. I'm like, I don't know the first fucking thing about shooting <laughs> cocktails, but <laughs> you know, whatever, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, so we, I went over, met with their bartender. And so we hit it off really well that way, just because we were both bartenders. So I could kind of, you know, see the flow of what he was doing. And, and it was actually a really fun kind of creative experience. And so I photographed, I don't know, six or seven cocktails. And, uh, and I did this a few times for them over the course of like a year. Um, and after that, they were just kind of like, Hey, do you want to photograph one of our hotels? And I was like, yep. Yeah sure do. I would like to do that. <laughs> and, uh, and so it all kind of started from there. And, uh, so I photographed, uh, maybe about 20 images for about six of their property. And, uh, obviously didn't know anything about hotel photography back before I moved to New York. I did, um, when I was in my teens, I did uh, custom home building with my uncle. Um, and so I kind of always had an appreciation and knife for how things were built and, and, you know, lines and stuff like that and leading lines. And so, um, I just kind of started shooting what I, you know, I looked at some, some hotel websites and tried to get a sense of what was out there. And, um, and that's, you know, that, that I look back on some of my old shots, there's still a few that I would probably use in a portfolio, but most of them, I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I gave that to somebody. But, um, ultimately they liked it. They, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't do anything for free, but I, I didn't charge nearly what I charge now. Um, but it was a learning experience and it got me some stuff in a portfolio. And one of the things that's interesting about the hotel world is the people you meet and work with move around. There's a lot of turnover in the hospitality world. So my buddy Thomas left and went to a company out on the West Coast and ended up moving to Hawaii and managing a Hilton on Waikiki in Waikiki on Oahu. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so my wife and I were like, well, fuck, let's go visit them. And so we flew out there and I did, I don't know, six or seven shots. And I was like, here, take these, you know, shoot them up the chain of command, see what happens. And, uh, you know, they came back and were like, Hey, we, we love these. We'd like you to shoot, you know, 12 of our 14 properties and we have more on the way. And so I kind of worked out a bulk deal with them charged significantly more than I did <laughs> the first time. Yeah. And, uh, and then that gave me a good portfolio of, of branded hotels like Hilton's and stuff like that. And, um, they liked that I could also shoot, you know, this is, this is a selling point thing too, is they liked the fact that I could shoot some cocktails and some food and, and some headshots too, because it, it means they, most corporate people don't want to deal with more than one photographer if they don't have to. Um, so I'm not trying to do things that I'm not good at. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a food photographer. I'm not going to sit down and glue lettuce down or anything, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I can make it look great for the four or five dishes of food that they need, you know? Um, so there's, there's definitely, you know, I encourage people, uh, photographers that, uh, you know, take the headshot workshops and, and watch the tutorials and hit me up on Facebook. I'm always like, listen, man, you know, shoot things that are of interest to you and, and get good at them and find a way to blend them all together. Um, so that you're more marketable because the more you know how to do, the more marketable you are. So, um, that's kind of, that's kind of how that started. And now he's with a different company. I, I went out there, he's still in Hawaii. I shot a, a Marriott, this beautiful Marriott property right on the, right on the ocean. And, uh, 
And it's just kind of, you know, those relationships have lasted. Um, and some of the people have moved around to different companies and they call me back. So it's a lot of who, you know, I got real lucky. I mean, obviously I, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of lucky from the start really to kind of start making money at photography right away. Um, and I think my personal work, um, going back to that a little bit, I think my personal work kind of suffered in that regard because I just didn't shoot a lot of personal stuff. Um, so I, I think that's a really important aspect. And it can also be a very big, powerful market. You know, I, my buddy, Mike Kelly, um, does a lot of personal work and he gets a lot of work from it. So um it's it shouldn't be down yeah and i think like the 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 lesson in that whole story is like building relationships and maintaining them yeah yeah it to me whether it's headshots or whether it's hotels it's always been about providing a good experience because if people leave happy or they you know a lot of hotels have had to deal with a lot of really pain in the butt photographers and and uh you know, guys that were maybe too overbearing where they didn't need to be, I guess. Um, but I try and be as flexible with them as possible and just, you know, understand that, you know, me being there is a, is a logistical complexity for them, especially now in the age of COVID. So um, trying to work, around, you know, I try and work around them the best I can. And then I, you know, there's areas where I can't give and they understand that um, with with uh, headshot clients, you know, it's very much, I want them to, you know, I, I want them to walk out of that studio with those, you know, power, confidence, sexy looks that they want. But I also want them to leave appreciating who they are as a person, because that's ultimately what's going to make those confident and sexy shots happen, regardless of what they look like. Right. And you know that, I mean, yeah. confidence is, you know, sexiness is confidence and confidence is, is not an arrogant thing. It's, it's a grounded in who you are and what you're about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, there's a, there's a spot in the world for everybody, regardless of what you look like. So you gotta, you know, me, I I'd love to be about 20 pounds lighter and I'm working on that, but for now I am who I am and I need to own that. And yeah. so, um, you know, I get a lot of gratification out of, you know, kind of that personal, lifestyle coaching <laughs> a little bit too with headshots and you mentioned gratification but that's maybe also the motivation why you keep going that's going to yeah, answer totally. the, the question a couple questions ago yeah yeah i mean the the motivation is is always um the ability to connect i think and what and regardless of what it is hotels or, or headshots you know i i really enjoy the the personal experience and, and because it's an experience for me too you know um as somebody who studied acting for film i bring a lot of that mentality to it um and so i'm i'm fairly i've always kind of considered myself a people watcher um i've always found a lot of interest and in, you know i used to um go to like the mall when i was a kid and look around at people and like make up little stories for whatever it seemed like they were doing you know if they were like on the phone or reading a book or you know, walking, you know, looking at their facial expressions and going, oh, you know, this guy, you know, had a fight with his wife this morning or, you know, whatever it is. But yeah. I think it's a good tool to, um, I think a lot of headshot photographers could benefit from leaving the camera at home and, you know, going to a restaurant, going to a park, going to a bar and just sitting and watching people and trying to make up stories for them because the more because the i always kind of say like the expressions that you see that make you you know because a lot of people ask like well how do you coach to get these great expressions and it's you you know i'm i'm a big fan of coaching physicality so you put the body into the position and a lot of times the emotion will kind of translate on its own which is sort of something i learned within the acting for film world um physicality is a big thing so 
if, you know, I don't tell my clients what think or feel, I just say, you know, do this, do that. And you put that body into the position of, of something that feels powerful and you show them that result, they get it. Um, and so when it comes to seeing expression, you know, um, think that's the biggest struggle for, for, and it has, you know, it is for everybody. I think at any point in their career, I, you know, there's, there's sessions where I'm stronger and sessions where I've been weaker. Um, and I try and learn from that, you know, so, uh, trying to see expression though, I think is, is a, uh, unique gift that requires constant maintenance. Um, you know, and it's, and it's not something that you can just, I think, teach a class on. I think the, the way to really do it is to go into the world and really just watch people and try and find a narrative for them and see what those micro expressions and let it affect, you, you know, um, let yeah. it have an impact on you. If somebody looks, if you're sitting at a bar and you look down and there's one guy and he's hunched over and it's cold outside, he's got his jacket on and his, he's just staring into the bottom of this glass, like let that affect you. Because when you see that expression, you're going to know it, you're going to feel it. And whoever's looking at your images are going to see that too. Um, so some of it, I, I think, can just be done without the camera. We're in Europe. We're uh, very lucky because we have like mm -hmm. outdoor seating. So like, yeah. when it's like, I don't know, like 90 degrees, like everybody like pre-COVID is like sitting on terraces and having drinks and yeah. you see all these people walk by and you're just like looking at these people enjoying the sun, you know, it's like, yeah. What the heck are these people gonna do? The same thing as yeah. you sat like in like New York recently got outdoor seating, like that mm -hmm. wasn't a thing. So like I know right. for here it's been for like I don't know as long as people live. So like I think that's yeah. a hobby for all the people over here. Like, yeah, it, it, people who live I think in in more populated areas are more in tune with doing that. Um, but if you take it out as a as an exercise and really focus on like, all right, I'm gonna look at this couple right here and they're chatting and they're having a good time. Is it their first date? Is it their third date? Have they slept together yet? Have they been together ten years? Like like you know answer. The those questions for yourself. And I think you can, you know, the, and it, it's just a really, really good exercise. I think for any portrait photographer to do, whether they're, whether they're headshot specific or whether they're just, um, even, you know, there's, there's something to be said, even if you're doing lifestyle or environmental or editorial, because you know, all the, all the different elements of body language come into play at that, you know, if you got two people sitting at a table and they're leaning really close together and they're really, you know, smiling at each other, like that's exciting. Like what's going on in that conversation? I want to know. Um, but if they're leaning back and, you know, one guy's kind of tapping his glass and looking out, you know, like all those little things are, are really fun elements to, uh, that are unspoken to, to find those stories. So, um, a lot of, a lot of good lessons in that. And I, I think, I think because it's not a really, technical or jazzy or sexy answer some photographers or aspiring photographers i've talked to hear me say that and they just kind of shrug it off like it's a non-answer and it's like no that's that's really kind of like the heart of what you do you know like out of all the things that are the most important to me like something like that is right up at the top going and doing stuff like that so hey it's awesome europe has a lot of really cool outdoor cafes i'm sure the people watching is just epic
you know? Yeah, that's a hobby on its own. It's like, that's yeah. so much fun, you know? <laughs> as long as you're not creepy about it. Like, don't nah. put the hood on and sit in the shadows. And, yeah, don't don't don't, gra- don't grab a tomb 100 mil and uh, sit on a terrace shooting people or shit. That's going to be yeah. crazy. You're going to get arrested for that. <laughs> yeah, don't be a fucking peeping Tom or whatever. Like, just, like, right. <laughs> be casual. <laughs> like, yeah, there's definitely a way not to do it. Yeah, so. don't start staring at people. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> like uh, uh, you are a one person operation, right? Yeah. Um, I do work with uh, a retoucher who does a lot of my um, hotel and architectural retouching. Um, for a while, I outsourced some of my headshot retouching um, because it's when I moved out to LA, things slowed just a little bit. I, I kind of just took that back in house. Um, so I do most of that myself, but yeah, just, just, just me and my supportive wife who I run a lot of things by and, um, has been a, been a valuable asset to my business and in her own way. Yeah. Yeah. You need to support because photography can be uh, long days, yeah. lots of traveling, um, crazy hours and, um, well, sometimes living in your own world. Too. What's that? Yeah. I said, she's a good problem solver too. So like we, you know, I hash things out with her a lot. Um, you know, a lot of the big decisions I've made throughout my career have, have all involved, you know, problem solving it with her and kind of, you know, um, getting her take. Cause it's a, it's a good out outside perspective. She also kind of knows the business cause she was in the dancing world for a while. So, um, she gets it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome that you have that. It's uh, pretty cool to like have a team, but yeah, like uh, when, I walk up to you and you go like, Hey, I'm Dylan Patrick. I was like, what do you do? Like, okay. You, you talk about the headshots, the, the hotels, the, like the personal set you might, but, um, what is the brand? Like how, how is that all encompassed into one thing? Like, how would you describe that? Man, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think, man, I would, you know, I, I honestly don't know. That's, that's probably a bad thing too. Let's figure Uh, it out. (laughs) No, I, I really should have an answer to that question. Um, you know, my brand, I think is twofold. It's, it's people and it's, and it's places. Um, and those are kind of the two things that I specialize in, whether it's a building or an airplane or whatever. Um, I think the, the brand is, is selling a, it's selling a, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think everybody needs to know what they're selling. What I'm selling is kind of a, it's the idea of an experience, you know? Um, at least with hotels, um, with headshots, I think it's, it's, uh, what I'm selling is, is the person at their at their core like who are you really and can you embrace that really um you know so but but my brand you know what i i kind of know what you're asking i realize i'm not quite answering it and it's mostly because i i couldn't tell you specifically like let like what what, do you think it is what if we say (laughs) that with the headshots you shoot people in a way that others experience them and with hotels you shoot the experience people get in their hotel so you shoot the experience from the third yeah that's yeah i mean that's that's definitely uh that's definitely true and accurate i think i think with hotels too you know from a marketing you know when i look at it from not my perspective but from my client's perspective from a marketing stance. So every hotel has a director of sales and marketing and there's regional and national directors of sales and marketing. And when they look at it, they're trying to sell the idea or the feeling of an experience that you could have. They're selling a possibility, you know? Yeah. Um, And that possibility is that, hey, you could be lounging in this room, looking at this 
this view or or some version of this view, you know? Um, and, you know, with, I think, I think one of the most common uh, personality, I don't want to call it a defect, but personality deficiencies that most people have, including myself, I think we all have it to a degree. And this relates to headshots is um, our, our inability to be truly and, and purely grounded in who we are as people. Um, and so I would like to be selling them themselves. You know, this yeah. is who you are right now. Here's a picture of it. Can you embrace it? And if you can skies, yeah. you know, um, and you know, I, I think that there's multiple answers you know, um, as far as a photography brand, I'd like to be known as a high-end hotel and architectural photographer and a high-end head chef. Um, you know, so there's that element too. Um, and I think, you know, that's through, you know, currently I'm trying to, uh, filter some of my hotel projects or not showcase everything, um, because I want to attract a, uh, higher level or higher tiered, you know, in the hotel world, think of them as, as tiers. You have like, you know, kind of, um, economy class hotels and then you have like business class hotels and then you have luxury hotels so i want to kind of start moving up into that upper tier of more luxury brands so um and part of that's going to help with you know i've got a i've got a new logo coming that looks really slick and and changing up you know the images that i show and, and uh trying to move in that direction. I don't know. Is that, does that answer the question? I feel like I, I feel like I was beating around the bush there. <laughs> well, I, I think the answer is in there somewhere. So it's, yeah. uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, 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 you went on Dylan. Oh, and it's not a yes or no answer. So it's like, right. it, it's always a difficult question for a lot of like, I am fortunate that everything really aligns. Like I just shoot people and right. Uh, like give them all the opportunities that they need with the imagery I create. And right. I'm not using the phrase the best version of themselves because I can't sure. fucking stand. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like, I don't even I don't know what the you. best version of me is, let alone my clients. Yeah. Like I just met you two minutes ago. Like I have no clue. Like I, like, yeah. how, when people say that, it's like, eh. it's like, I'm not a huge fan, but I want to like uh, help people open doors through my image. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. And then like the whole personal branding photography thing is like very close to home because I'm just sharing what I'm doing to build my business. Right. And well, and that, and that's helpful too. You know, um, sometimes I, it's helpful what you're doing and what you're putting out because it's not something I personally want to do, but I love being able to chat with you about it and people, you know, like I love that you're doing it. Somebody needs to, yeah. um, because you know, I tend to downplay, you know, and I kind of learned this through, you know, doing the tutorial and, and teaching some workshops. There's, there's a lot of answers that people want or questions that people have that I would either never think to ask or don't think is important or feel like people already know that. So don't even bother, you know, um, but people want to kind of hear your thought process. They want to hear how you arrived at the place you arrived at with your decision. So, um, I think, you know, I think doing what you're doing is, is awesome. And, and, you know, with regards to your work, your work is, is it's in, and I agree. I don't like the expression selling the best version of, of somebody. It should just be that you're selling, you know, like I said, them, and that's, and that's what you're doing. That's, that's how you mark. Um, because you don't, you know, there are the versions of people when it comes to a headshot should be irrelevant. There's only one version, Yeah. you know? Um, there's, there's different types, you know, in the acting world, I can throw different clothing on you and indicate different characters and change up the lighting to, 
to give you, you know, something more dramatic and something brighter and more commercial and all those things can indicate certain characters. But at the end of the day, you still have to come to the session being grounded in who you are. And that's, you know, um, that's what casting, you know, if, if you look at it from, you know, I'm always going to pull from the acting world, but it still applies to business casting directors, typically hire actors, right? Agents are trying to sell actors. Yeah. So I'm always trying to shoot for casting directors because those are the people that are actually going to hire you. And every casting director I've ever talked to is just like, I want to see you. I want to see the person. Let me put you where I want to put you. And they, you can show them, you know, these these little character indications of you through clothing or lighting or whatever. But if you start putting on a police uniform, like I'm going to slap you. So, <laughs> like we don't yeah. do that. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. But and- uh, but yeah, I, I hear you. That that phrase drives me nuts too. And and I think your approach is is the one to have yeah and you're very lucky today because i decided to walk out the house as version 2.0 so you got the, oh. you got the best thing if we talking different versions <laughs> and it happens to be the best one it's the latest release <laughs> i know release 2021 yeah exactly release candidate one um i love it i love it yeah it's good man Oh my well, gosh. We definitely got to do this in person. What's that? So we got to do this in person one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're going <laughs> to have a show. Know, Skype it. is great, but you know, mm-hmm. we really got to, I got to be, I got to be having a Heineken too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like hopefully uh, uh, WPPI is happening in August and I'm close to your neck of the woods. So oh, right. we'll, I still haven't been to we'll, one of those. We'll see. I'll, I'll <laughs> take, I'll take the extra mileage and stick my ass in a plane for 11 hours and you can just drive up there. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> You're paying for the first Americans. round. <laughs> doesn't even, doesn't even want to drive to Vegas. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Especially with LA, LA traffic. Like my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I figured out LA traffic. Oh, okay. You just kind of leave, you just kind of leave wicked early or like the middle of, you control your own schedule, you know, like yeah. why leave at nine o'clock when you can leave at 11? <laughs> that know? is true. That's the benefit of being an entrepreneur and a, a, a business owner. You decide. Exactly. So um, with your like years of experience under your belt at this point, like what is the most valuable piece of advice that you can share with the audience? Oh, the most valuable piece. Well, that's going to cost you forty nine ninety nine. You know, the 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 you probably the most valuable piece of advice I could give is to remember that you're growing a tree here. You're not growing a weed. It's not going to happen fast. You know, a lot of a lot of people I talk to who want all the business insight they want, you know, the, the pricing gimmicks and the, you know, what, what's, there's all kinds of things that you can do for your business. Um, and most of them people already know, you know, you can cold call and do, you know, email properties or email people and businesses and, and pay for advertising. You can do all those things, but really you have to be able to just stick it out, you know? Um, it really, I think, in my opinion, takes a minimum of, of five to 10 years of just being in business and just doing it every day um, to make something sustainable. Um, it's it's very rarely going to happen overnight for people. So I think there's a lot of impatience within the industry because um, a lot of new photographers coming up are like, I need it, you know, I just need it to happen fast. You know, maybe they quit their job or, you know, whatever. You got to transition. <laughs> so don't, don't quit your job. Wait till your, wait till your income from photography is, is at a level that, 
you know, you can safely kind of ease out of, of the next thing um, or the previous thing, I should say. So um, just stick with it and just keep doing it. I know it's cliche. I know, you know, it's one of those things that's like, oh, it, j- it just feels like a non-answer. But really, you know, perseverance is the key to success in anything anybody does. Confidence and perseverance. Just you know, when you get presented with a challenge, um, accept it, you know, even if you don't know how to do it. I didn't know how to shoot private jets, but I went and did it and I got paid a bunch of money to do it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, take the challenge, take yeah. the challenge and, and just keep persevering. Okay. So what is something that you're still struggling with while building your own tree? Ah, um, personal work is probably the big one. Um, there's been a lot of times over the last couple of years where I've just been like fed up with the inconsistency, you know, and the inconsistency, meaning, um, there's always going to be lulls in your business. Um, and even if there, even if there isn't, there's going to be emotional lulls where you're just like, you feel like you're just grinding and there's no, there's no, uh, you know, way out or whatever. So, um, for me personally, um, shooting more personal work and really, instead of talking about it, actually doing about it, you know, doing it, I've got several personal projects kind of bounce around in my head over the last few years that I just haven't done anything with. And it's because there's always, you know, this, I got to pay the mortgage or, you know, this new hotel client reached out. So I got to jump all over that, or, you know, I'm always finding excuses. So, you know, probably dropping some of my excuses and, and going and doing some of the things that, I know will make me happy um, creatively is is right now kind of my my challenge within my tree. Okay. And when do you think you are successful or are you successful at this? Like what are your, uh, like when do you consider yourself? Well, that's another good one. Um, I know. I would say he's like, I'm fully, this is Maurice 2.0. Bringing yeah. All the- I brought my best version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you know, success, I think, um, I think the way I could answer that is with a story. I feel like a grandpa now. Well, let me tell you a story. Um, okay, let's have it. <laughs> so I, uh, when it came time to leave New York, um, now I was kind of, I was getting to this place within my headshot business in New York where people were, uh, it had been this way for a little while, people were finding me through people that I didn't know. Like my name was getting out there to people that I had never heard of. Um, you know, for a while, all of my business with headshots has always been word of mouth. I've, I've done a little bit of advertising here and there, but really word of mouth, I think is like the the main, that's, that's the one I like to incentivize. Um, so when it came time to leave New York, I, I kind of looked and I'm like, you know, I could probably stay here another 10 years and, you know, maybe I'm the next Peter Hurley of New York city. And maybe, you know, maybe am I already there? I don't really know. You know, we would, my wife and I would have had to move into a more expensive apartment. And, um, cause we were just kind of, we were living in like a fifth floor walk up. And so like things would have needed to change for us in New York anyway. And I love that city. Um, and what a lot of people will tell you who have, who have lived there is leaving it is extremely hard and people toil over it because you don't want to be seen as like you're leaving New York because you failed because so many people do that. Um, and so having been there, you know, I, when I moved there, I was like, I want to be here 10 years. And I completed that goal. Um, and then it was kind of like, ah, I want a car. I want some freedom. I want freedom of mobility. I'm sick of winter. Um, there was a lot of things, you know, factors involved with it personally. And, yeah. and, and so I basically what it boiled down to is if I leave New York, I need to figure out how I, how am I judging my success or failure? And if I'm judging my success, 
by, you know, having the, the most headshot clients and living at the top of the building and, and, you know, uh, from a monetary standpoint, I would have never left. Um, because all, you know, and, I, and part of it was the ability to just kind of see down the road. Like had I stayed, I would have been grinding out headshots. Um, and I probably, you know, I feel like I would have been killing it cause I was killing it at the time and, and felt good about it. And, uh, and you got to keep that up. And, and I don't know that my hotel business would have taken off in the same way. It might have, um, I was doing both at the same time, so it's certainly possible. Um, but seeing that I was kind of like, you know, and time moves so much faster in New York. I was like, well, I could blink. And in 25 years, I will have met, had some great experiences, had a great life in New York, but I wanted something more, you know, like I wanted a dog. I wanted to go hiking. I wanted to go fishing. There were just other things that, that played into that. So I ended up leaving New York going, I was successful here because I built a business out of nothing um, and no support in a city that I had moved to when I was 22 um, with literally like three or 400 bucks in my pocket. I had a little bit of support from the family in the beginning just to get me through school. But, um, you know, I had to look at what I had accomplished and, and it was a lot, you know? And so I think the way you, you know, anybody could judge success is try not to try not to factor the monetary aspect into it. Um, that's always going to be a factor. You know, I, I got to the point where I was working full time as a photographer and I wasn't doing anything else. So by a lot of standards, that's success. Um, people, you know, knew my name that I didn't and that for a lot of people is success. But for me, it was realizing that I could have stayed and done even better, but I chose not. To. I chose to move to a whole other city where I didn't know anybody again and uh, try and build a new thing. And uh, that's also working out um, a little slower on the headshot side, especially this year with COVID. But, you know, it always comes around, you know, turning out good experiences, good word of mouth, and it will always come. Um, just, you know, kind of having that trust that if you just keep turning out good work, you will get more work. <laughs> So and, and become successful and become successful, right? Whether monetarily or otherwise. Yeah. So, so. what is what is the what are the goals besides the personal project that you're going to kill in 2021? Like, what's on your goal list? Um, the, a lot of the things on my goal list besides the personal photographic projects and the is um a little bit of well, I guess this could fall under personal work too. Um, a lot of stuff to do with um, like there's several different things video wise I'd like to shoot. I'd like to. I'd like to shoot a simple music video, nothing too crazy, um, but something that I know I can handle. Um, and I'd like to shoot a short and um, longer term goal is I've got some documentary ideas. Like documentary filmmaking really appeals to me. Um, so I'd really like to, to figure that out. Um, but short term goals is get the get the new logo up, get the new websites banged out um, and really start trying to push for luxury hotel photography brands and, um, you know, some, some more environmental editorial style portrait work, maybe look at getting an agent, um, for some things. I think there's a possibility there. I don't know how any of that works on the photographer. So, okay. Okay. Sounds like yeah. good goals. Like where, yeah. do you, where do you want people to go when they want to follow you on your journey? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm moving a lot towards Instagram. Um, I'm kind of sick of social media <laughs> as a whole, <laughs> Um, but most of my new work you'll be able to find on Instagram. That's it's at Dylan Patrick photo. Um, that's where all the, all the new stuff will live. And I try to post relatively frequently while not annoying the crap out of people. So, um, you yeah, know, not few, everybody few needs times. to be a Gary V. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Seriously. <laughs> uh. 
Uh, all right. I'll link all the links to like your website and the Instagram uh, in oh. the show notes for those that are not having a notepad ready. So just check the yeah, show no notes and people can Another click. one you can, ch- you can link to. There's nothing there right now. Um, but but uh, I finally secured DylanPatrick.com, which Whoa. took forever um, and cost me almost $1,000. But We used um, to own it. Yeah. They they just took me to the woodshed for it, but um, I was like I gotta own it. So uh, eventually, a lot of the a lot of the links that you find for me out there are gonna consolidate to to that website. Um, but for now, it's it's under construction. Nice, nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, man. I love it. Was great it. chatting with you. I really, really enjoyed it. And and like I said, I really enjoy your work and love seeing what you do. And and I'll definitely be uh, listening to more of these podcasts. They're great. All right. Thank you. And that's it for today. But before we part ways, let me invite you to my personal branding for photographers community on Facebook. The group has already around 700 photographers who want to learn everything about improving their personal brand. Make sure to add yourself by going to mauricejager.com forward slash Facebook or subscribe to my podcast on your preferred platform. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on Facebook or you'll hear from me in the next episode. Enjoy your day. Talk soon. Bye.